0: Hi, this is Chris Leone, and this is another episode of Add Your Two Cents. And today I just wanted to share with you a report I came across called Game Changers: Independent Voters May Rewrite the Political Playbook. It's about a it's a 30-page read. Uh, it was published by ASU's Morrison Institute for Public Policy, USC's Schwarzenegger Institute, and uh, contributing. To it also was independentvoting.org. And I recommend it, I recommend you guys Google it and read the whole thing. And here are my highlights. Here's what I, I really think we should highlight and focus on. Um, the one thing that stuck out at me is that, you know, and even this stuck out at me when I was collecting my signatures it was that this expectation that we all have and i even fell into that rabbit hole that there is just two boxes that we all have to fit into and that expectation honestly and they point this out is by design it is by both parties making you know efforts to maintain and reinforce this ideological you know expectation that we all fit into one or the other buckets. And maybe that's why, you know, but that's not, obviously, that's not what's happening. You know, we have in Arizona and across the country, you know, more independents, well, not in Arizona yet, but by 2020, there will be but across the country, there are more people who call themselves independents than they than are Republicans and Democrats. So um, a lot of people, you know, may not, are rejecting that basically. Uh, They may not know they're rejecting it and they may still think and talk. I know it's very, you know, this has been the design for so long that you're you know leaning this way or leaning that way. And we haven't had anyone to say, hey, I don't lean, I don't lean either way. I stand straight up and I look at each issue one by one and I look at each candidate one by one and I judge them on their merits. Not on you know any ideological allegiance to you know some ideology. So great, they talk about that. I really like that. Um, you know, and from my experience, um, you know, th- this is this is very true, uh, both of independents and of Democrats and Republicans and everyone else that I that I met during my. Uh, my signature journey. And, you know, we just expect that people will fall into one box or the other. And, and, and that, that isn't true. And we don't have to expect that we shouldn't expect that. Um, so I just want to mention, you know, the ASU, I did mention it briefly issue. Uh, I'm sorry, Arizona Secretary of State is projecting uh, that in Arizona, independent, the independent faction will outnumber by 2020, Republicans and they already outnumbered Democrats. And they have a shaded area. I, I tweeted it out that shows the kind of margin of area, margin of error. It's very tight when it comes to independence and it's very wide when it comes to projections for the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. So what that tells me is <laughs> our Secretary of State is confident, pretty, pretty confident. That independents are going to uh, outnumber by 2020 the Republican Party. They already in Arizona outnumber the Democratic Party. Um, so that's, that's my first point that I took away from this 30-page article. The second one um, that I really hadn't heard before, and I'm, I'm really glad they brought it out, is the great thing that independents can do will be to ease our pain, so to speak, Our pain of polarization. And I'm gonna read you kinda two things from this report that that point to that. Uh, They did a survey and I'll just read it verbatim. Independents are more at ease than partisans in interacting with Republicans and Democrats and more open to differing viewpoints. This may be a key to bridging the political divide. I mirror that. I, 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 you know, I couldn't agree with that more. Um, you know, I worked in in the Arizona State Legislature, and I was very comfortable talking to both Democrats and Republicans. And I think that's the key to being a a, a successful independent, a catalyst. I mean, if you you know, there there's enough partisanship out there. We need independents who can who are comfortable interacting with Republicans and Democrats. I think that's the key to being a a successful legislator and being a valuable independent who, you know, we know there'll be no party. There is no party that uh, the independents are a part of. You know, they will have to work with both parties in order to get legislation over the line. So, too, the other quote I like that relates to this, too, is that... um, and because I'm an independent, I I am biased, but Americans, and I'll just read this word for word, Americans view independent voters as more likable, of course, (laughs) and trustworthy, of course, (laughs) than Democrats or Republicans. They are preferred over partisans as discussion partners and workplace colleagues. And they go on to point out that this isn't to say that we're wishy-washy, you know, middle-of-the-road, less engaged kind of people, but rather that we're less likely to become engaged based or as a result of some ideological perspective. Um, But on on the other flip side, we are more likely to become engaged, you know, less likely to become engaged based on some kind of ideological trigger. Oftentimes, these are emotional triggers. I saw them when I was out there canvassing all the time, buzzwords and phrases that just triggered kind of an emotional reaction. Uh, And we're more likely to become engaged um, as a result of of issues, you know, um, and our commitment to being independent and and thinking independently and thinking of ideas that are outside uh, the traditional um, ideologies. I mean, there there is a lot of ground that isn't being covered by either ideology. it's it's far from you know mapping all the ideas out there. So um, another thing this thing points out that I in this 30-page report that I like is you know what what what's been driving this? What what has been driving this movement? You know, yeah, this is really just a phenomenon, kind of like social media that just took off. You know, and and what's driving it? What's driving all these people to yeah, you know, call themselves independents. Well, one thing that they point out in this in this paper is that, and and it's I think it's it's pretty obvious, you know, frustration with government and political parties that control it, um, and it's just getting worse too. I mean, we have issues that go to the core, you know survivability of our nation you know they're like national security issues that we have been putting off and not addressing because you know because these two parties have been bickering at each other trying to score political points take social security i mean i just i just listened to c-span uh in the last week that said you know this problem if it had been addressed you know 10 years ago would not be a problem okay it is a huge problem now and it's gonna be getting even bigger. You know, we cannot waste time addressing and, and and shoring up social security and fixing it for everybody. Um healthcare, you know, that this this thing's been kicking around and now it's been made worse, you know. We we don't you know, the Republicans said replace and repeal, okay? Or repeal and replace, but they didn't replace it. So now we have a we have more of a messed up healthcare system than we had even, you know before the Affordable Care Act was enacted. And you know, during the Affordable Care Act, I think we have a lot of problems right now that we're not addressing. It may have felt good to repeal some of these things, but um, we didn't replace it with something better. And, and that was a mistake. You know, and that was due to partisanship, I believe. Immigration, all the way back to Ronald Reagan. OK, just a partisan football, you know, this is a problem. This is not rocket science. OK, we can fix this problem. <laughs> we have the technology. You know, it's not just the border. It's the whole visa system. You know, we all probably heard this heard this. Half pe- people come uh, that are here illegally came in legally and they flew in. OK, they didn't cross the border. Um, so, you know, immigration, another issue that um, that is driving you know, the frustration with our government. Because we all know that these are not rocket science issues. You know, these are issues, you know, it's easier to solve these issues probably than to figure out how to use um, Snapchat in my book. So not to be too cute. I know these are big, important issues. But they're they're far from being insurmountable. They're far from being issues that we cannot solve and address and improve. We may need to take baby steps. I can't, you know, say we're going to wave a magic wand, but, you know, like the opioid crisis, okay? This this one really bothers me a lot. Um, you know, to find out recently that most, if not all of the opioid drugs are coming into our country from the via the US Postal Service <laughs> because, you know, these drug dealers won't send it FedEx or UPS because you know they'll both verify the package and they'll find out that there are illegal drugs in there and they won't ship it. The U.S. Post Office won't do that. Now, yeah, we are finally getting around to this. This isn't even a partisan issue, but but this is one of these issues that just really frustrates us. You know, where where is the where is the forward-looking? Where is the where where is our government you know this, this had to be known for a while i mean now that it's getting reported i mean h- how come we didn't know about this or how come people who we elected to office didn't see this coming you know this is clearly a, really fresh a huge frustration that so many people are dying and have died because of this opioid crisis and we're our u.s postal service is actually facilitating this all um so they, they point that out in this, too. Uh, and I do want to wrap this up. I like to keep these things short. Um, but one other thing they point out, too, is that independents are a very diverse group of people. And I like that. I think we need more diversity in our elected officials, not just demographic diversity, but occupational diversity, diversity of ideas, you know, educational diversity, um, along a number of lines, you know, in addition to demographic diversity. Um, You know, and part of of that will allow us to be smarter about how we do things. I mean, even an organization, it's been proven that a more diverse private sector business earns a better, earns a higher rate of return, a higher profit margin than one that is less diverse because you have a diversity of ideas. and uh, to wrap it up, you know, they, they, they asked this question about how polarized are we? And we're not really, as an electorate, we're not as polarized as, as maybe the parties and the media want, want to make us think we are. Uh, and I noticed that too in, 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 in the roughly 10,000 people that I talked to, you know, there was a, a very large majority that, um, that were open-minded. You know they, they, they wanted they, they saw beyond just ideology you know and they, they were Democrats or Republicans and, and independents too there was a huge swath of people that did not you know have these emotional triggers uh, that just closed off their thinking um, and so they weren't polarized you know and where where this report points to the polarization and they call it um, the the elite. Polarization, And what they mean by this is that the major parties themselves and their representatives are polarized, and we assume that we are, but we're not. You know, there's an extreme political polarization among our elected officials, uh, but it does not um, have its roots in the electorate. Um, again, this goes back to the very first point that I made in this podcast, that a lot of this Uh, binary thinking is by design a lot of it is 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 something that is this expectation that you're going to fall into one or the other bucket is by design is is both parties making a conscious effort to maintain and reinforce um, this ideological polarization but in reality in the electorate uh, in the grass you know roots here um, it's not it's not it's not as extreme and as polarized as it is among the elites you know the political institutions, the elected officials um that really you know thrive off this kind of polarization uh it makes it easy for them right makes it easy for them to market to us makes it easier for them to bash the other guy um it it saves it makes it easy when they can you know just throw everybody into one or the other bucket and so I'm going to end this podcast with a um with a quote that I really liked in this report. Uh, Well, uh, they didn't quote it, but it's something I'm going to quote from the report. Um, Here it is. Just as salsa has eclipsed ketchup in U.S. sales to the surprise and even dismay of many traditionalists, there is undeniably change taking place in the electorate's palate. If... Variety is the spice of life. It is time for another condiment that is neither salt nor pepper to be added to, the America, to America's political table. Thanks again for listening. This is Chris Leone, uh, who is running uh, as an independent for the Arizona State Senate in District 23. If you want to contribute to my campaign and help me, I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, you can all do that. Uh, and you can go to www.voteleone.org. That's V O T E L E O N E dot org. Again, this was add your the, the, the podcast. Add uh, add your two cents. Thanks. Have a great day.